Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Well, that was Easter, wasn't it? That was the Easter that was. I'll never forget that Easter. Never. What a, you know, what a time. What a time. I was about to jump in and I wanted to see how that sentence ended and it, it did just trail off as I, I sort of anticipated. Trailed off sentence. You, you know you know, my sentence is going to trail off, Dave. You can hear it in the tone of my voice. I start to sort of lose the thing like that. You know, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that classic price, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, annoying when it happens right at the beginning of a podcast. It's not a great way to hook people in. You know what I mean? It's not the energy that you expect, is it? Oh, oh, oh! You got my traditional oh, yawn. the traditional Dave Craig yawn. Welcome yes. along, everyone. It's Lovely. another glorious day uh, coming to you live, recorded from lockdown. We've got me, Tom Price, and him, Dave Cribb, and his yawns. Uh, good morning, afternoon, evening, good night, etc., etc. Uh, yes, the great big our lockdown podcast where we all do it from our own homes to combo alleviate the boredom and also just, you know, maybe, maybe bring a tad of, well, I was going to say entertainment and joy, light anything into anyone's lives, but really just reminiscence so far of many TV shows from the past and potential stories about shitting yourself. So that's fine. Yeah, we have a we have a large nostalgia G-spot, which we, we finger every day, it's fair to say. And... Um, uh, and we do well. Can, I mean, can, can we open the batting by talking about about the uh, the shit count, the, the shit tally, and see how yes, this is now our fucking totalizer? Like we're a yeah. Blue Peter yeah. fundraiser in the nineties, <laughs> isn't it? Like just every day. <laughs> so this is our little. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. This is our little. Uh, I was going to say some sort of charity appeal, but there is no charity about this at all. Um, so what we're doing, we there is a podcast which was mothballed called The Brown Note, which is celebrities talking about when they shit themselves. And Dave does not ever want it to be released to, to the wider world, mm. which is a shame. Yeah, it was the real. It was the brainchild mm. of you and Joel from Rule of Three, wasn't yeah. it? And you got very excited in the office and you immediately started recording them. Well, yeah. I think we were in the middle of doing some of the project at the time. Uh, we, we? I tell you what we were doing. We were going through accounts, and me and Joel left the room to do stories yeah. about shitting ourselves. That's right. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what happened, which gives you an indication Although, of the sort of thing that happens in the Great Big Al <laughs> office on a daily basis. Just to pick you up there, Dave, if I'm fair about the the doing accounts meeting for a podcast company, we can re- recreate that. Should we recreate what that's like for the listeners? <laughs> yep. Have we got an accountant? No. Any accounts? No. Can I go make a podcast about shitting yeah. myself? That's that's what happened, right? So let's not be all kind of, oh, you know, we're in meetings with the lawyers and they ran off. So we ran off, we, we started recording them. Um, they are there, they're, they're ready to be listened to. But what we've said here on this podcast is if you want to hear it, uh, we need to achieve a certain number of people tweeting in. So there's like a public demand, do you know what I mean? Mm. So we really tune into the zeitgeist, the shitegeist, if you will. And I can tell you now, Dave, I have tallied up this morning before we've come on air. I can tell you exactly how many tweets we've had. Okay. 
Tombo's tweeted us, Alex has tweeted us, Helen, Damon, Craig, Louise, Tim, Tony and Vicky, that's one account, and Adrian. We have had, right, so bearing in mind the, uh, the, 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 the stand, the, what's the word, the watershed, right? The, yes. The, what, is that the right, is that, or the, the trigger? Yeah. The shit trigger. Uh, yep. was 10 tweets. So far, we've had nine. <laughs> oh! Ed, absolutely good. It. So, so we, when we get to ten, I mean, should we have a cutoff point by which, when we get to ten, that's it? If we've basically what I'm asking for is one more tweet between now and tomorrow, should we say? Yeah, that's fine. I think we're going to have to have to. I mean, the problem is we are getting quite a lot of tweets in general, and the, and yeah. the ratio of people asking for the brown note is still quite low, which is not about nice. ratios. This Dave, this is just a pure numbers game. All I want is ten. And if you want to give us a little Twitter phone call and tell us you would love to hear the new podcast, the brown note, all you got to do is dial this number cabin fe oh 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 that's our twitter name also not thrilled by Tim who tweeted us saying chalk up my vote for the brown note largely because it's entertaining hearing Dave get increasingly <laughs> upset about it <laughs> Actually, do you know what? We should dwell on the brown note as well, because Dave, I know uh, before we started the recording today, you have you've done something which is very brave. And mm. you know what? You deserve some sort of medal for this. You've you've dived in and you've cleaned the toilets in your house this morning. Take us through what's happened. I have. Uh, yeah, you've, you've pluralised it there. I've only actually done one so far, um, right. but that's fine. Um, it's it's uh, I'd say I'm not a natural cleaner. Mm. In the sense that it took me, I'd say, far too long comparatively to to what I imagine it might take the average human. Yeah. Um, and as we were sort of just discussing off air, as it were, before we started, I'm pretty pleased with what's happened. Um, it's uh, pretty clean. Right. But I am still looking around just going, everything, the bathroom, yeah, I've done the whole bathroom, not just the toilet. No. I'm yeah, just looking around sort of going, oh, yeah, that's not, mm, there's a little mark. That, mm, oh, the sort of, you know, the sort of marks you get on the shower door that are sort of like. Streaks. The streaks. Are, yeah, I just, mm. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do, Tom. I don't know what to do. Is the, so is so where are the marks? Are they sort of in the middle of the shower door? Are they the sort of slight stainage on the side? Yeah, or? probably. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't think it's, it's nothing to worry about, Tom. I'm not worried, Dave. I'm absolutely not worried. There are bigger concerns right now. I mean, there is, for example, a global pandemic. So, you know, on the scale of things, global pandemic versus the state of your shower door yes no, you know exactly I mean? they're different yeah, yeah, yeah. um i would say first of all you're doing really really well i know that you know you. normally i hope it's not too decadent for us to reveal that you do have a cleaner but obviously during lockdown you're not doing that you're choosing not to do that which we've yes. done the same thing as well we are walking around ankle deep in dog hair now um as a result oh, so we, yeah. yeah that's happened we're gonna have to hoover um the other thing is just while we're talking about cleaners um we used to have a cleaner called editor really lovely lady called editor Yep. And uh, the toilet uh, is right next to my study in the house, spare room. And I used to be working in the study while she was uh, cleaning the toilet. And she used to gag whilst cleaning our toilet. Oh, no. Oh, that's... Oh. Like, Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Is everything okay? You can just leave it. No, I don't. says a lot about you, really. No, it doesn't. I'm very... <laughs> I have... Of absolutely fine diet. I have a, a very firm, consistent diet. What you diet. do have is two young children. This was before we had kids. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I was giving yeah. you an out there, mate. I was giving you an no, out. No, sorry, mate. Yeah, there was, there is no out. The toilet was, was fine. It wasn't that bad. You know, there was no... It's just didn't like cleaning toilets. It felt awful. I used to feel awful. I used to be like, just don't do the toilet. It's fine. Just leave it. She insisted on it. So. What a pro. What a pro, Dave. 
Do you find, I find that I felt very, I feel very productive already today having done that in the sense yeah. that that's my, that's basically my day now sorted. I've I done mean. a thing. Like I also need to change the bedding on my bed and that's, that's tomorrow now. That's sort of tomorrow's yeah one thing to do. Like I, I don't want to pack it all too tightly into one day. No, absolutely. That You've got to make it last. That's, isn't that uh, Joey? That's the Joey off of Friends thing, isn't it? And that's Tuesday. You know what I mean? Yes, like, exactly. You've got to, right. I, I would say that I took that too far with the, uh, with the bedding when I was at university. In my second year, I did not change the sheets once over the entire academic year whilst uh, I lived in Leamington Spa. And it's no exaggeration to say that by the end of the year, it was a white sheet. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Turin Shroud, Dave. Oh my god! But it was, uh, it was bad. Yeah, I'm not proud of it. Foul. Yeah, it's 20 years ago. I'm not proud of it, mate. Even though I'm talking about it now on the podcast, hoping for cheap laughs. Uh, but you know it was comfy and it would you know you'd sort of you know was you, it comfy did well, you not get any yeah I mean, because you know you get on, on an old chair you get the sort of the, the bum crack crease where someone sat on it in the same way for years and you sit into it and you sort of mm. it becomes ergonomic I actually had ergonomic filth on the sheets oh no so you, yours there's like a body like like a memory foam but just with the with the dirt the hole in the dirt trauma foam yeah oh <laughs> Yeah, that's and I'd say I would say Tom, you know, no, no one's judging here, but university is—you're too old at university mm. to not care about that. Yeah, I was a, I was a mature student. I was in my mid thirties at the time. <laughs> the other thing that's been going on with us—I've had two major disasters in the last twenty-four hours since we last spoke. Two major disasters. Can I take you through them, please? Barbecue. Oh, oh well, I've got a barbecue story for you as well. Good. Fine, great. So I uh, we got a new barbecue the other day. And it's one of those little tiny ones, uh, made of like a, a big sort of iron thing. But it's quite a, they're quite a classic design, um, like the low circle. Yeah, exactly the low circle. Thank you for for putting me out of that hole. Yeah, and um, so we got one of those. And I've cooked on it. I cooked on it the other day, and it took way too long to do some sausages. Way too long, and I got the coals in, and it was all fine. Um, but the coals were just not. It was not hot enough. And then I did it again yesterday, and again I was like, "Bloody hell! This is taking. It's taking an hour to make a sausage brown." I mean, I could yeah. have cooked it faster by just popping it in my pocket. Like pocket warmth would have would have given it a nice slow cook, whereas this is just doing nothing. And then I realised what I'd done was instead of putting all the coals onto the grids there's so there's three layers of grid there's the top grid for your food and then there's the second grid and then there's the sort of the base area which is almost like a bucket like a like an iron bucket and i'd pop the coals into the iron bucket underneath the second grid the middle grid but of course what that actually is for is that's for the ash to fall down from the coals which are above that grid so then the coals are above the middle grid right below the top grid and that makes them very hot which is ideal for making food and not poisonous so yeah so the oh yeah so what you wanted to achieve was that the heat was just underneath the food yeah yeah it's sort of a basic cooking rule of thumb if you're making if you're taking some raw meat and you want to make it not raw you have to use heat yes and what you were using was sort of uh, a bit of a, a, a waft of yeah a waft of a spark i think they got sunburnt quicker than they actually cooked <laughs> I've, I've absolutely learned my lesson and i instagram storied it and i got i got i got 14 likes oh well, i mean so, absolutely worth it isn't it then sort of worth it really um uh dave what's your barbecue disaster please uh, it's, well, it's less of a disaster and more of just a non-existence. So I ordered my barbecue as as a sort of a 
talked about on the podcast about a week and a half ago now. Yeah. It was supposed to come three days later uh, and it still has not arrived. Oh, but what my. has arrived, Tom Price, yeah. is the cover for the barbecue. So I have had for a week now <laughs> the cover, the weatherproof cover oh. for a barbecue that I do not own, tantalizingly sitting there. That is cruel. Uh, so I think today or tomorrow what I'm going to do is, you know the episode of Friends where Joey pretends he has a Porsche because he's got the cover for it and he comes yes. cardboard boxes? I think I might set up <laughs> a pretend barbecue in my uh, back patio and just get a load of cardboard boxes and put the cover over it and then, you know, just stand near it. If people look over their balconies and go, yep, got a pretty sweet barbecue under nice. there. No, Watch out up there, guys above me. There might be a bit of smoke coming off here later on. Yeah, might be popping the coals on the correct grill later and uh, gently warming some food. Yeah. Never know. Stand by for that, guys. That is, that's humiliating. Can I ask you a question? The clap for the in- clap, clap, clap for the carers. Go ahead. Yeah. Hello, talking. Clap, clap, clap for the carers. Uh, yeah. Last Thursday, 8 p.m. Um, yep. Obviously, we all got out there and did it. Did you play Dido's Thank You? How did that go? Absolutely forgot, Tom. Oh, you absolute forgot. cockwomble. What a lot. Missed opportunity, Dave. It is a missed opportunity. And the problem is, and I don't know if you found this about the clap for the NHS, and I don't mean this in any sort of disrespectful way. Mate, are you my... disrespecting our NHS? No, no, no. Mate, no, no, are you no. Disres- Dave, are you disrespecting our NHS? I think you are. Let me finish my sentence, please. Mm-hmm. But this applies to every single thing I do, including this podcast, which you'll testify I'm never on time for. Mm-hmm. Uh, schedules really have gone out the window like my brain has decided that schedules aren't a thing anymore so weekly so far all three weeks I have remembered the NHS clap at I'd say seven fifty nine and thirty six seconds. You know, yes. and got, oh, guys, shit, it's on, yeah. it's on, clap. yeah, clap, and we all leg it from whatever rooms we're in, like a like a fire drill. You know, yeah, that's what we've done um, as well. Exactly. So it's it's hard to it was hard to both grab the speaker, link it up to the Bluetooth, cue the song, all of that. We'd Dido, lost, we'd get gone, Dido, gone. get yeah, yeah exactly. it's not a good look. It's so true though. Everyone when they clap for the NHS, they all arrive at their doorstep. <laughs> yeah. if there's one thing if there's one thing you cannot be late for it's a national act of gratitude you cannot turn up at quarter past eight it's like woo 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 woo. what the fuck is everyone woo woo it's not you know it's not not the done thing so there you go so yes I'm going to try my very darndest to uh, play Dido but no just to just to remember things are going to happen more than a minute in advance just in general yeah yeah. Um, so there you go. I, I can I can only promise I probably won't follow through on it. Very sorry for your delayed barbecue, by the way. Just sending Thank all, you very all much. my love yeah, in, in your direction. That's a tough time. Or you can always use one of those indoor barbecues. Have you ever used one of those? Uh, what the oven? An oven, yeah, yeah, oven. yeah. I've been using that quite a lot, actually, yeah. more than more than normal. No, great. Um, the, can I tell you about my other disaster very quickly? Um, are, yeah, because, because we had a bit of sunshine, haven't we? Sunshine. So I decided that uh, the paddling pool we've got, which is I would say the size of a toe was too small for our children and it was sweet because they were trying to enjoy it but it was it's so shit it's literally slightly bigger than a bucket and they were sort of you know, <laughs> enjoying it and loving it and i introduced the idea of upgrading it and getting a bigger one why did i do that when they were already having fun this is the slippery slope that we are on as consumers always do you know what i mean spreading this yeah. idea bigger more better bigger bigger that when actually they were perfectly happy anyway i'm a fidiot i ordered uh i ordered <laughs> ordered a paddling pool which was a miniature swimming pool and it arrived yesterday and it is fucking enormous bearing in mind our back garden is really small i would say it takes up four-fifths of our back garden really it's yeah it's really huge it's bigger than a hot tub that's great. That's I'm really thrilled with that. It's a large rectangle. Is it, does, does it heat or is it just a big paddling pool? No, mate. No, it's a, just a giant rubber bucket, essentially. How long does that take to fill? Oh, well, right. So, 
I mean, Dave, that's that problem. How long does it take? The, the how long does it take to fill problem? That was very much a 4pm problem. Dial back to the 1pm things just arrived problems. And you realise you have to inflate the sides. And you go to the bit which you, the hole which you put the air into, expecting a normal tyre-sized hole. I've got a foot pump. I'm good to go. Absolutely bog all. There's just, not bog all, in fact, quite the opposite. There's a hole about the size of, if you were, if you put your um, index figure and thumb together, that's how big the hole is. Right? Right. To, to fill with air. Yeah. So, I mean, how's that going to work? How's that going to work? How are you going to, how are you going to fill that with air? So I stopped blowing, <sighs> did three breaths and nothing happened. No. Nothing. So I then spent, with the kids, bless their little hearts, staring there. And they would have been quite happy, don't forget, in the smaller paddling pool. So they're staring at this thing for absolutely ages and I'm blowing at it and I'm getting I'm tr- I'm getting gaffer tape and I'm trying to make a sort of valve to take the normal uh pump size thing into the enormous hole which obviously you need a special pump for but I hadn't realized that so it is a this is a pumpless environment I sweated and sw- I had blue tack I was using blue tack I was jamming blue tack into the giant hole and then puncturing the blue tack with the little um with the little tire pump to yeah. see if that would work didn't that wasn't working nothing was working and my wife snuck off right she snuck off about an hour and a half into this when I'd been doing all the swearing, sweating, really annoyed. By this stage, half past three or whatever. And uh, she went and YouTubed it. There's an incredible solution to this. Can I offer you up the solution, just in case anyone listening has this problem? Yep. What you do is you get a squash bottle, right, which you finished. You cut it in half. You use the top half of the squash bottle. You gaffer tape the cut half onto a hairdryer. Right? And and the lid bit, the top of the uh, squash bottle, fits perfectly into the hole. Wow. So you get the head drive. It starts to fill up. It's absolutely amazing. We go the, the hole which had been very, very, very hard for me to fill, which I spent a good 40 minutes pumping, 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 nothing was happening, was the hole for the bottom bit. So Because it inflates the actual bottom of the paddling pool. Yeah. And I've been pumping and nothing had been happening. I just feel like I've been like just blowing air into it, sweating away on this foot. Stamp, 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 stamp. And we eventually got the hairdryer ready for this hole, the one which had really bugged me for a long time, at which point I realised that hole was not part of an inflatable thing. That's the hole to empty the water out when you finish. So I'd been pumping air, literally, from one side of... Down a plug hole. I just didn't want to nothing into thin air. I'd been pumping air. I'd been moving air from one part of the garden to the other. <laughs> Good bit of exercise, though. Really great exercise, thanks. Yeah, who needs Joe Wicks? Um, eventually, we uh, inflated it, got to 4pm, started pouring water into it, started raining, the end. <laughs> <laughs> thus doing it for you there you nature, go yes. nature saying thank you tom here's what i'll do in return you've pumped some air unnecessarily through the atmosphere you've helped the trees what i'm going to do is fill the paddling pool for you oh my god thank you mother nature yeah that's so good i hadn't thought about that that's a really nice spin on it dave yeah there you go mate thank you're welcome you. Can't face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a news vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the Smarts? Hey, we got the Smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the bill. <laughs> it is. It's time. Cornelius, welcome back to Cabin Fever. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Great. Thank you very much. Love, we had a lovely little a, a bit of chat banter, chanter on Twitter the other day about Doom Bar. Really great to find another great ale uh, enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, I, last year, uh, met the chief brewer of Sharps Brewery who make Doom Bar what? and treated him like a celebrity, had my photo with him and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he really did. He talked about it for about a week as well. Oh, he's an absolute hero. Doom Bar. Oh, absolutely the most delicious you know i made a corporate video for shops this is full partridge i went down i went down to rock and for three days i filmed in and around the brewery like proper sort of opening scene on a beach down here in cornwall it's renowned for beaches and beautiful views and now beautiful ale like it was full fucking wow. partridge yeah i was there for three days making it never saw the light of day they didn't really they never made yeah. it don't know what i did wrong did <laughs> you get paid I did eventually, but it took a while actually. Anyway, that was it, when it was previous ownership because they, they sold it. I think they sold Doombart to Bass, if I'm not mistaken. Someone like that, anyway. I, I don't mean, know. Have you got the cookery book? Excuse me? Oh, the cookery book. Yeah, go on. There's a Sharps recipe book. <laughs> Excuse um, me? Uh, hang on. Before we go into this, how many cookery books do you own, Cornelius? One. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Uh, I also, uh, my girlfriend got it for me, uh, along with a t-shirt for Sharps Atlantic Ale, because they didn't have any Doombar t-shirts. Yeah. But yeah, there's, it's called Just Add Beer, and it's made, it's written predominantly by Ed, who is their uh, <laughs> resident chef, I believe. Right. Um, and it's a load of recipes, and then uh, with on each page is a beer matched to it, but also some of the recipes include beer, like... <gasps> You've had some of the food, Dave. Uh, Doombar mussels. Doom yep. mussels steamed in Doombar. Oh, yeah, what? They're very you... good, actually, yeah. Oh, my God. There was God. another thing. What was the other thing you made that I had, that starter as well? Once? Uh, the Scotch salmon quail scotch egg. Yeah, you're quite right. That was good as well. No, yeah. Hey, the, book's, the book works, guys. That's all I'll say. But it's the only time I've ever known Cornelius uh, cook from a cookbook, and it's the Doombar cookbook. The, the, what, the, the Sharps cookbook? Dave, uh, uh, that, that is extraordinary. Because, Dave, you've always been like, you know, living with Cornelius, a bit of a drag. He's a bit of a pain. Takes a long time to clean the toilet afterwards. But now you've told me he's got a Sharps cookbook. He's the fucking man. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Well, you should come around, mate. Come around for dinner. I'm not allowed to. Government says I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not now. Okay. Once this is all done. All right. Okay. I'd say if we're going to break lockdown for any reason, that would be one of the weakest ones, wouldn't you know, it? You know what to we could try do, the Doombar cookbook. You know what we could do? I'll get a copy of the cookbook as well, right? Uh. And then we'll both cook some things together, and we'll have a Zoom Doom Bar, guys. I Go- like that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Are you going to get the T-shirt as well? Already got it, mate. The blue one with white on it. Already got it. I have you. No, I meant the Atlantic one. It's got a design by Nick Mulvey on the back as well. Nick Mulvey. Oh, this, this is. 
I can I, honestly, and this is nice as much as I like you both. This I, I have no interest in this conversation whatsoever, like zero interest. And if I, one of the hosts of the podcast, has lost interest, I just fear for the loyal dear listener. Don't worry. Uh, next question, Cornelius. Have you ever shit yourself? Do you want to come on the brown note? Uh, I don't think I have, you know. I I honestly think, actually, Tom, I was thinking about this. I think this is my secret problem with the brown note, is that I don't have a story for it. Well, Dave, if you, you know, just keep keep going the way you're going with your your weird cocktails, eventually (laughs) you're going to get some awful food poisoning and hopefully, fingers crossed, you'll have a story for the brown note by the end of lockdown. It, to be fair, it like as a general rule, and I don't wish to judge anyone that does, but if you shit yourself during lockdown when you are never more than three <laughs> metres away from the toilet, that is pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> what, what's happened? I just didn't, didn't make it. <laughs> it just didn't stand it's up. Just, it's just over there. Yeah, yeah, I didn't make it. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. All right, you're absolutely right. Should we talk about the bill? Let's do the bill! I'm very keen, uh, guys, to drag this back from a conversation that has very niche and limited appeal, the Mm. Doombar cookbook, to a conversation that's very mainstream and current, which is talking about old episodes of the bill. Yeah. Uh, What's what's been going on, Cornelius? When did you watch this week's episode? So, where? When? Where? Where? I I presume in our flat. (laughs) In the house that I'm not allowed to leave, probably. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I watched it um, Sunday evening, and it was the first time actually that me and my girlfriend, who's in Australia, watched it at the same time. It's, it's become an international feature. Oh, this lovely. Um, so that's what we do. We watch TV together, and I, I finally got her to watch one of the bills. Yeah, and it delivered one of the most boring episodes of the bill I've ever watched. Okay, really? this is a bad start. Clues. Are you about to dive into a blow-by-blow account of one of the most boring episodes? Absolutely, I am. <laughs> but hang on, so this was your entry-level bill for your girlfriend, and now she's going to hate it. That was, what were you thinking? You've got, if, you, if you're introducing someone to a show, you take them to the Christmas special. Well, I, I can't remember having watched this one before. You know, we're seven episodes into series 19 now, and the first six were all great episodes. So, Dave, uh, before, we, before Cornelius starts the bill uh, breakdown, which is what the lockdown is now known as, the bill breakdown, yep. um, why don't we have a quick game of the bill bingo, right? Let's write down three words which you think are going to feature in in Cornelius's description of this episode. Okay. All right, so I'll do it as well. I'm going to write down three words. I think that one's going to be there. I think uh, that one's going to be there. Yep. <laughs> All right, so Cornelius, and if sorry, Cornelius, there will be some interruption. If we get one of the words, we will shout. Uh, what? What? We can't shout bingo until we got all three, can we? Uh, you don't shout bingo either, Tom. As bingo players will tell you, they shout house, house or line. Or line. All right. Well, I'll say I'm going to say line. line. For, I'm going to say line for every word, and then I'll say house. Okay. Got all three. Okay. Uh, what, uh, so you don't know what you're? Oh, we're not revealing them now, no. No, no. We're going to start listening, and then as Cornelius uh, okay. describes the episode, we'll see how we get on. Cornelius, sure. Great to have you back for the Bill Tuesday. Over to you. It's the bill. Line. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. One nil to Dave. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so we open up series 19, episode 7. We're finding a dead body, suspected drugs overdose. Now, you'll remember from last week, there's a fake HIV grass cop uh, and her mate slept together. Uh, next day, they're back at the station and sorry which, uh, which station sun hill oh, line come on you know that's just basic description of what the bill is all right two nil go on uh and then she asks 
why he left before breakfast. She wasn't happy. She then sucks up to the borough, borough commander. Uh, then Denise from EastEnders is talking to a detective uh, who I've never seen before, and he looks exactly like John Burko. Uh, he's called Ken. Uh, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, borough commander bans Superintendent Akaro from talking directly to the press again and then tells him to make a public apology. So I don't know who he's going to make that to. Mm. Um, (laughs) A call interrupts her bollocking of him, and he says he has to go. She tells him if he's out the door, then he's done with. He returns to his desk and then writes a very rudimentary resignation letter. DCI Jack Meadows is told he is now standing in. Ken Burko and Denise go to a music (laughs) shop to inquire about some stolen goods. Uh, Actually... By this point, I realised he also, Burko also looked like Nick Hancock as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, so, so I, I think you can imagine all of that. Painting a very vivid picture of, uh, of Ken. And he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, DCI Hunter goes up to the lady who had sex, the HIV lady, who Line. hasn't got HIV. <laughs> what? I had, what? A, what? I had what? HIV. Oh, you, you missed it about oh, did a I? minute ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Your shit at bingo. Uh, so DCI Phil Hunter goes up to the fake HIV copper and says, I can tell when a lady's been satisfied. Basically, just goes, you had sex last night and I know it. I can just tell. And there was no reason for it as well. That doesn't really get revisited. Uh, <laughs> hey, cool. We're now in court. There's a GBH case. Uh, we're not, we haven't heard of this case before. Uh, a copper is asked to stop going in and out of court. It turns out he's looking for a witness. The main witness hasn't turned up. Is he, hang on. Surely he's walking around saying, can I get a witness? You did a reference there that neither Cornelius and I yeah, are we aware both of. Stared at each other. Right. Going, that one's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Carry on. Go on. What, uh, what is? Can that? I get a witness? That's like a phrase. Have you never heard that before? No, I don't think so. No. Sorry. It's just a sentence to us. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm just. Can I get a witness? Uh, can I get a witness? Is a song by Marvin Gaye. I knew that. Continue, Cornelius. We do get to hear from another witness who said he saw the accused kicking the shit out of someone in a park. Um, we'll come back to that. Also, this episode was very jumpy around the seeds, very difficult to follow. Uh, two uniform coppers are at a lady's house. Uh, it turns out the female of that partnership went to school with Alice. Alice is who they're looking for. They're investigating the theft. Uh, they find some stolen goods there, but they don't know where Alice is. Alice's mum tries to take the blame, so they have to arrest her. Mm. Not guilty in the court case. The victim says he's going back to work. Uh, the victim's in like a comedy crutches and neck brace and yep. black eye. They're really subtle. Um, so he goes back to work on a building site. Um, but the coppers are suspicious about this case having been acquitted they think that the judge might be bent but then they go to dci meadows and he has a go at them for the quality of policing around the case and it just so happens dci meadows is friends with the judge of course he is friends in high places meadows So about half an hour in, something exciting happened. Oh, good. Uh, How long? Hang, isn't an episode just half an hour long? Was it an hour? No, it's an hour. It became an hour, didn't it? Later oh, on, it yeah. used to be half an hour, then it became an hour. Yeah. I only ever knew it was an hour, so that's interesting. Uh, so <laughs> something's happened at the building site of the new library. The victim of the botched court case is there, uh, but he's not hurt. It's collapsed scaffolding and a gas leak. They do manage to switch the gas off. So I don't know why they even write that into the line. 
at all. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Um, a lad's put in an ambulance. The copper is then suspicious and asks his victim of GBH if it's connected to the GBH. He says it's not the end of it and he wants some answers. That's a copper saying that. We find out that Alice is using. She's a junkie. Well, what's she using? What's she using? She's using heroin. Line! Yes. <laughs> oh, very well done. Um, too all, Dave. Too all, mate. But she's missing. Hang on a second. Wasn't there a dead junkie at the start of the episode? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think there was. Just Can you stop making the bill sound like a kid's program? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, children. Let's find the dead junkie. So it turns out the builder's name is Clive Inverdale. <laughs> they really, they, I, I like how much character depth they go into with the sort of very, very small part uh, uh, characters. A full surname. Every character's got to have a hinterland, Dave. It's important. Yeah, Clive Inverdale. We so, all, we're all picturing John Inverdale now, so carry on. Yeah, uh, he... Um, so he's supposed to be one of the baddies one of who was basically involved in the GBH... And the coppers are still suspicious about this judge. And then one opens a local paper and it just so happens that at the party, a picture taken at the party of the new MP, because you remember there was a by-election in the last episode. Oh, the, yes, yeah, the by-election. Yeah, yeah. Um, the big day. So the judge is there with the new MP shaking hands. And who's in the back other than... Clive Inverdale. And it turns out there's been a number of GBH cases involving builders judged by the judges called Howard Sinclair that have all been (laughs) acquitted. (laughs) The coppers take this again to uh, uh, acting superintendent Meadows Mm. um, and he still says it's rubbish. The fake HIV cops mate goes cold on her at work even though they're quite flirty in the morning. Uh turns out she bought a watch for him but then she smashes the watch at the end of an incredibly poor episode of the bill <laughs> oh no well, n- neither of us have won bill bingo either well i've got a few questions to ask just before we get to the end of bill bingo the main sure. one is can, can you just enlighten me what what is gbh exactly grievous bodily harm so that might come about if someone was to have a, a crime crime yeah or maybe some sort of physical in, uh, incident fight yeah. ah, line thank you ah, house ah. house house what a fight fight I had heroin HIV and fight nah I think you've you've, you've cheated there Tom I did go ambitious on my third word but in my in fairness there has been a nun in every episode so far <laughs> that's <laughs> true the nun you had the bill you had Sun Hill and nun yeah I didn't want to make it too easy <laughs> oh, um, what happened to the nun is she, she off the nun isn't mentioned at all oh this is I'm going to stick with nun on Bill Bingo every week from now on until the nun comes back oh dear um, let me know if it's looking likely that she isn't coming back the copper she got off with is one of the ones who suspects that uh the judge is bent. Okay, right. so there's, there's room for the nun to return, is Definitely. what you're saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. great. All right, well, I'll keep, I'll keep my hopes up. Brilliant. Connie, so how many episodes are you going to try and watch between now and next week when you come back on? Well, uh, uh, probably one, but if it's like that, I'll... The thing is, I left it too late this week, mm. so I should have watched a second episode so mm. we could so round off some of those stories. Yeah, that would have been so good. So what I'll do is I'll come with a, a content's worth. <laughs> so, some interesting's worth. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, fun. Which goes, that'll be a decade of the half hour episode ones because they were poor. I can't believe you didn't know it used to be half an hour. Yeah. No, it's way before my time. In my, I forgot it was an hour. That genuinely doesn't resonate in my brain. I thought it was just always half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Great Um, news. God, that's a lot of content they were churning out. Three hours a week, isn't it? Yeah. 
That's a feat. That's a long. That's too long a feature film a week. Yeah, but don't forget the same plot. Every yeah. Time, so true. well, no, to be fair, Tom, you will have noticed. Uh, eagle-eared listeners will have noticed a stark lack of a nun in this week's episode. <laughs> so they have mixed the plot up quite considerably. Lack of nuns. Um, Cornelius, thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. That was lovely. Dave, Dave, can you play him out or have you not got the keys there? Uh, yeah, I've got the keys there. What do you want? The, the bill theme tune. Yeah, I love it when, uh, when Cornelius says it's the bill. It was the bill. <laughs> that, genuinely, that's my favourite moment in the whole podcast when he says that. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, Con. Thanks, Con. Bye. He's could literally you, he's literally leaving. Could he's you just unplugged go, his headphones and left the could room. You, could you go and bleach the no. rim? No, no, we just got to sort out the shower door and the rim of the toilet. That'd be great. Thank you, mate. Ah, oh, lovely, lovely stuff. Good. Well, that was great. Enjoyed that tremendously. Um, I think the Bill Bingo is going to make us a fortune, Dave. Yeah, we could release it as like a board game of some sort, maybe. Board, B-O-R-E-D, great. Yep, absolutely. Um, Dave, what's the plan for the rest of your day, please? Just, are you just going to go over the cleaning again, or are you going to try and branch out? I, honestly, I feel like I've done my day's activity. I've got, I've got a family FaceTime later. Oh, lovely, that would be nice. With my mum and dad and my auntie and uncle and my sister, so there you go. We'll do a Zoom. Great news. All right, some sort of meeting. Uh, I mean, there's very little else going on, to be honest. I'll be, I'll be yeah. perfectly, perfectly honest with you. It's, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll work out which film to watch on Disney Plus. I'm wondering about the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, have you got Disney Plus? <laughs> yeah, we mentioned it. It's ever so good. They've got all the Simpsons on there. Um, I'm, we're, we're thinking of watching the second half of the. Uh, we're watching an Avengers film with the kids. Watched that last night. It was absolutely brilliant. Ah, uh, good. Nice. If you've heard of it, it's got like Iron Man and, and things like that in, and Spider Man's in this one and stuff. Oh, yeah, superheroes. So, yeah, they're heroes, but they're super. They're really great. So we're watching it. Because each film is nine hours long. So, um, Who's on the podcast tomorrow, Tom? On the podcast tomorrow. Who is on the podcast tomorrow? I forgot. Your wife, mate. Uh, on the podcast tomorrow, Dave, since you ask, we are going to be joined by a really impressive guest. I can't wait to welcome this person. She is a uh, Sunday Times top 10 best-selling author, and she has got a, uh, she's also a TV format designer, and she's designed us a book-based format, so we can recommend some books and piss around and waste some time between now and the end of the lockdown. This person's called Beth Murray, and she's actually my wife. Um, so, uh, Dave, I recommend that you read her book, Saving Missy, between now and tomorrow, just so you can be like, hey, Beth, oh, Saving Missy's a amazing i really um, enjoyed it how do you know i've not read it already i'm just assuming you haven't have you read it yeah, yeah. well kindle mate i told you i bought mate, it last week yeah and i assumed that would stay on the kindle in the kindle banks for a while dave how- i'm halfway through it right thank you God, that's more but still that's better than zero way through it no it's impressive it's impressive but you know i know that you've got a lot of jack reacher to get through do you know what? we should have a jack reacher chat tomorrow because those are the best books ever yeah actually do you know what jack reacher popped up into uh my um, entertainment world again yesterday, and I'll tell you all about that tomorrow. Oh, what, what? That was professional. Throwing ahead to tomorrow's show <laughs> when we've got exclusive, not exclusive, we've got information on Jack Reacher. Yes. I mean, it's, it's information that the world already has yeah. and could, yeah. could source, but I will bring it to you from, from here on Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever, um, where we reiterate known facts. <laughs> you are welcome. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Cabin FE A3709 Oh 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 Cabin FE A3709 Oh 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 Cabin FE A3709 Oh 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 that's our Twitter name GreatBigOwl.com When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.